Hey class, Prof JC here. We're talking about this idea of connection. And in the last video, we talked about this, um, how just important connection is uh, that you've got to be able to do that. If, if you're going to be a great leader, you're going to be a great teacher, great speaker, great coach, great manager, whatever it is, you've got to be able to connect with people. Now, you don't have to, okay? I, I, and I'm sure you worked with them before. There are a lot of leaders out there who've never connected with other people, but I'll tell you what, they are not the most effective leaders. Um, if you wanna be an effective leader, if you wanna go the distance in leadership, you wanna be around a long time, you wanna do big things, you've got to be able to connect with people. Everything rises and falls on leadership, but here's the thing, leadership is about getting things done through people. So you gotta be able to connect with them, right? If it's just your title that you're relying on, uh, that that's not going to last you forever, right? And and more than likely, that's only going to get you so far. You want to be the kind of leader that people look at, they connect with, and they say, "I want to work for that person uh, because of who they are." I I think about our president, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Bob Brower, and I remember when I first interviewed. So as a faculty member, you you interview with the provost and the president. And obviously, the you know the all the faculty of the school that you're going to work for. So I worked for the School of Business, and so I had to interview with all the faculty, and and I had some individual. I mean, it was a lot. It was a long process, but my favorite part of the entire process, two parts. One was walking with the former dean Dan Bothy. We were just walking around campus, and I really enjoyed that. But then another time was sitting in the room with with Doctor um, Bob Brower, and to listen to uh, him talk about leadership. And, you know, we didn't have much to talk about. And so I just said, hey, since we've got a little bit of time here, can we talk about leadership? And to hear him talk, I remember I walked away and I said, I want to get hired at Point Loma because it's a great school. But I really want to get hired at Point Loma because I want to work for that man, Bob Brower. He's such a he's just he's the epitome of what a leader should be. I'm getting chills talking about it. And that's what you want people saying about you one day. Right. But it's because of that ability to connect. I mean, there's so many pieces that go into making a leader like that. It's time. It's it's a proven track record. It's all the, it's integrity. It's you've seen someone who's lived their life long term and they've had a lot of successes, progressive, consistent successes. But that's what we all want to get to. That's why I want you to get to where people are looking at you one day and saying, you know what, you. That leader right there, that's who I want to be like. Well, here's how we do it. We've got to be able to connect. And so in this video, we want to talk about the four components of connection. And number one is this. Now I'm on page 53 in our book here. Again, this is a uh uh this is a, an optional book that you could have picked up. It's not mandatory, but we're walking through it. These videos obviously are mandatory. Okay, the four component uh the four components of connection, what people see. And that means connecting visually. So what people see, as soon as you walk in the door, you're making an impression about who you are. The first time people see you, the first time they see you present yourself, how you walk in the room, how you shake somebody's hand, how you carry yourself, what what you're wearing, what you're not wearing, right? All these things uh, make a difference in how people view you. Sonia Hamlin, this is John Maxwell writing here, Sonia Hamlin and how to talk to people, how to talk so people listen, advises that between hearing and sight, Sight is the most important and powerful sense when it comes to communication. She wrote, as a species, we remember 85 to 90% of what we see, but less than 15% of what we hear. That means if you want me to learn and remember, you must also support your words by showing me your by showing your ideas to me. You now need to use the body of the or the power of visual to help sustain your audience's interest and to bring it to new levels of understanding.
Okay, says this, that we live in a visual age. People spend countless hours looking at YouTube, Facebook, Vimeo, PowerPoint, video games. Obviously, you know, the you know, all the new platforms. I'm calling them new. I, Instagram, TikTok, all this kind of stuff out here. Right. Uh, you can certainly understand the importance of what people uh, what can be seen in our culture. People expect any kind of communication to be a visual experience. OK, uh, so so here's how we do this. OK, you've got to eliminate uh, you've got to eliminate personal distraction. OK, it goes without saying, but the first place to start when connecting visually is to increase the chances that people are paying attention to the right things and not being distracted. That means this. OK, don't take offense to this, but it means this. We've got to be well groomed. We've got to wear the right clothing for the situation. If you walk into a place and everyone's got a suit and tie on and you've got T-shirt and jeans on, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, right? How we how we present ourselves matters, right? We have to expand expand our range of express of expression. Great great actors can tell an entire story without uttering a word simply by using facial expressions, and you've seen that before. A great actor can can say a paragraph, an entire paragraph, without using their words because they're just so good at what they do. Move with a sense of purpose. It's amazing to me how many leaders I see that just saunter across the room. You know, the shoulders are down, their heads down, and the, you know they and they're just they're just taking their time. No, no, move with the sense of purpose. Okay, all this that I'm trying to say, maintain an open posture. Again, you you can take classes on this. Executive presence is what they call it. How do you look like an executive? How do you stand like an executive? Walking in with our arms sauntering and looking all depressed and down, and it's not going to do anything. How we present ourselves matters. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, uh, the first component is what people see, and so we've got to be able to make sure that we're presenting ourselves uh, in a strong leadership kind of way. Okay, uh, number two is this: what people understand. So connecting intellectually with people. To effectively connect with people on an intellectual level, you must know two things. You must know your subject and you must know yourself. And I would add a third thing in there. You need to know the audience, right? You need to know the crowd. You need to know the person that, that yeah, you need to know the group of people that, you, that you're communicating with, okay? The first is rather obvious, right? You've got to master your subject. Everyone's heard another person expound on a subject about which he knows nothing, he or she knows nothing. At best, it's comical. At worst, it's torturous. But most of the time, it simply comes across as inauthentic. As jazz musician Charlie Parker once observed, if you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. Okay, so basically what that means is that you've got to be able to know your you got to know your stuff. You got to know you. You got to know the context. You got to know your stuff. You know, speaking about know you. So so right now we're talking about, you know, leadership. Speaking, especially if you're new to leadership or you're new, you're you're. You know, let, let's say you have to move somewhere so that you can lead. Yeah, you got to get to know the culture. You got to get to know the people around you. But if you're speaking, especially you walk in, you've got to make some references, you know, to their home. But make sure you make the right references. OK, I uh, I went up to speak. This is a um, almost a year ago. I went up to speak my first time in Colorado, a group of people. Now, Colorado is the home of Coors Beer. OK, uh, now I'm 44, so I can say this. I've had Coors beer before. It does not taste good. I don't, I don't have a, uh, it's, it's just not, a, it's just not a taste I recommend. Um, and I know a lot of people that can't stand Coors beer. Uh, so I go up to Colorado and I'm telling them all the, you know, it's my first time there and I'm telling them all the amazing things and garden of the gods and the mountains and how beautiful it is. And then I make a joke about Coors beer and how, how bad it tastes. And, you know, 
and you could hear a pin drop in that room. I don't know how I ever recovered from that, but it's a lesson. I'll, and I ended up recovering. We were just, I think it was like a four hour meeting I had with them. So I had four hours to make up for that. It wasn't like a half hour speech or something. Uh, but I learned a big lesson in that. Never go somewhere and insult the people, right? Uh, I don't think Coors Beer is good. I, I don't know what you think about it, but they think it's from their hometown. It's it's up there. They think it's great. So, you know, that's just a faux pas that I'll give you about mine. Um, but it's 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 really important that you know your subject. Um <clears throat> If you want to connect with people, but it's important that you know them, right? That you know their context. Okay. Uh, number three is what people feel. Okay. So again, number one is what people see. And number two is what people understand. And number three is what people feel. So that's connecting emotionally. John Cotter, who's an author, and a, that's John Maxwell saying it's an author and a friend. And I actually know someone who's worked for him. John Cotter is an amazing human being. Um, he recently wrote a book entitled A Sense of Urgency. In it, he states, for centuries, we have heard the expression, great leaders went over the hearts and minds of others. Note that he didn't say that great leaders went over the minds of others, right? Nor did he say they went over the minds, went over others' minds and hearts. The, uh, uh, the heart comes first. If we desire to be good communicators, we need to always keep that in mind. If we want to win over another person, first win his or, or her heart, and the rest of him or her is likely to follow, okay? So we've got to connect emotionally with people. Again, that's that's understanding where people come from. Therapist and leadership expert Rabbi Edwin H. Friedman remarked, the colossal misunderstanding of our time is the assumption that insight will work with people who are unmotivated to change. Communication does not depend on syntax or eloquence or rhetoric or articulation, but on the emotional context in which the message is being heard. People can only hear you when they are moving towards you, okay? And, and they're not likely to uh, when your words are pursuing them, okay? Even the choicest words lose their power when they are used to overpower. Attitudes are the real figure of speech, okay? And then it goes on to say this, John Maxwell says here, whatever is inside of you, whether positive or negative, will eventually come out when you're communicating to others. That's deep and powerful right there. Whatever's inside of you, whether positive or negative, will eventually come out when you're communicating to others. So if you're having a great day, you're a positive person. It's it's not even about having a great day. If you're just a positive person, you're a grateful person, you've got good mindsets, that's going to exude itself on the platform. You can't fake that kind of stuff. But if you're negative and you're down on yourself, you're down on everyone else, that's going to come out as well. Great quote here, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that's re really true. People may hear your words, but they feel your attitude, right? So if you walk in with a bad attitude, you don't like, you know, the people there, it's going to be clear. I remember when I was, uh, um, so this is a personal example, back when I was a kid, uh, I went to a small church and we'd have these guest musicians come in and sing. And we had this, this I'll never forget them to this day, we had this band come in and it was a family band, okay? Uh, and they are just just between you and me, they're just the worst, right? They just, they're not very talented, but they'd come and sing at our little church and we'd give them a little off, you know, love offering. They'd be on their way. But that night something was going on in that family. And uh, the guy, it was a guitar. His guitar wouldn't work. And he threw the biggest fit in front of the entire uh, um, church, right? I, and our church, because it was a small church, it was packed that night. You know, there's probably 150, 200 people in that room. And this guy throws the biggest fit up there. And he was mad at his dad. He's mad at his mom, mad at the whole team. He he kept saying, I told you this wouldn't work. And I just, I'll never forget. I mean, I'm still talking about it. 
right? I was probably six, seven years old when that happened. And now I'm almost 40 years later and I'm still bringing it up. His attitude. And I remember he just said, you know, the whole night was awkward because of what he did. Um, and so we got to be careful how we make people feel. Fourth and finally is this, what people hear. Okay. So it's uh, what people see. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we're getting lost here. What people see, what people understand, what people feel, what people hear. Um, what we say and how we say things makes quite an impact. People respond to the language that we use. The words we choose to speak to our spouse or children can either build them up or tear them down. That's huge. They can make or break a deal. They can turn a boring talk into a memorable one, a memorable one. Um, I think that's really important for us to understand that one line right there. The words we choose to speak to our spouse or children, I would say to anybody, to the people we work with, the people we lead, the people who lead us, right? They can either build them up or tear them down. And so that's a question that you need to ask. Are you, are you, are, are you wanting to build people up? Do you want to tear people down? So here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to look for, for this video. The assignment is I want you to list off those four things. Again, this is all easier if you have a book, but the book is optional. You don't need it. But list off those four things. And then I want you to tell me which one resonates most with you in these four components of connection. And tell me why it, it resonates with you. Which one resonates with you? Tell me why it, it resonates with you. Uh, but before you do that, list all four that we just talked about. <laughs> That's just one sentence each. And then tell me which one resonates the most with you and tell me why. I'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks so much for watching.